All right, Liz Cheney gets demolished in the Wyoming Republican primary, which the media portrays as a huge win for her. And a reckoning at the CDC for all the wrong reasons. You're watching the Propaganda Report's Drive Time News Blast. I'm Brad Binkley. Joining me today is Cam Harless, host of the Mad Ones podcast. Cam, years ago, I was cast in a television show called Meet the Browns. You probably haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah, the uh, Medea stuff, right? Yes, it's a Medea spinoff. It is a Tyler Perry production, and I played the goofy, white, mischievous next-door neighbor. And when I arrived... At the Tyler, the old Tyler Perry Studios, he just built like a brand new one. This one was relatively new. It was about 10 years ago, maybe a little longer. There was a sign at the entrance when you walk in, a big sign that to this day still perplexes me. It said right there, there was a slogan in big letters right when you walk in that said, Tyler Perry Studios, where even dreams believe. <laughs> and I stood there for about five minutes with my head cocked like a dog, very perplexed, <laughs> trying to make sense of this statement, which to this day I still haven't really worked out. And I'm used to doing a lot of creative exercise and making sense of stuff that can seemingly be nonsense, but that one got me. And a sign that I was sent, or an image I was sent today on Twitter from Dana, thank you, Dana, of a billboard, and I'll share it with you here if I can, is another example of just perplexing language that we often see used in this day and age. See if I can share this on screen. And I'll read it for those who are only listening here. That's wrong, but hold on one second. It says on this billboard, I don't know where, where, where this billboard is or who put this billboard up, but I have seen other types of billboards like this. So there's a lot of, a lot of people like to put their political messages on billboards, obviously. And here we go. Where's it? All right. So it says if you're watching, you can see it. Listening. We're getting some audio coming through there. Oh, sorry. I I forget that it does that. I apologize. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So the billboard says protect pregnant men. I I thought it said man at first, but the E is just a little buzzed out, I think. It says protect pregnant men from climate discrimination. I'm all for that. We should definitely protect. All of the pregnant men that we know, if you know a pregnant man and they've been subjected to climate discrimination, I think you need to do everything in your power to help that that person or those people. You might know know a dozen of them. I, I don't know. But we live in a day and age right now where words mean nothing, anything, and everything all at the same time. It's like, what a confusing time to be alive. No wonder people are so confused about who they are or what they are right now because we have billboards like this. We have billboards which I believe was an attempt to be inspirational that say Tyler Perry Studios where even dreams believe. Tyler Perry was a very nice person to me by the way so I don't have anything against him even if he does push progressive agenda sometimes. But I was thinking about the transgender identity stuff a bit earlier, and I've always wondered, and I'm sure this is probably a dumb question because I don't know the ins and outs of it. I don't don't know the intricacies of the language they use, but let's say a man is in a a gay relationship uh, with another man, and then that man decides that he identifies as a woman, but he stays in that relationship. Is he now in a hetero relationship? relationship and what does the other partner have to say about this relationship they they didn't choose a hetero relationship but are they now in a hetero relationship i don't know how that's defined but if they are in a hetero relationship does that mean they are now 
at a lowered risk of getting monkeypox. Because, you know, obviously the sex isn't gay anymore. I'm kidding, obviously, but it wouldn't surprise me to see the CDC make an absurd recommendation like the only way to stop the spread of monkeypox is for gay men to transition so that the sex is no longer gay, lowering the risk. And the CDC is in the news today because they have put out so many ridiculous statements. Well, actually... They should be in the news because they put out so many ridiculous statements about the CDC and other viruses and whatever in, in the past couple of years. But they're in the news, not for what you would think they would be in the news for. They're in the news because they're revamping things over there. They're changing things up because of a lot of mistakes they made. But I don't know if the mistakes are going to be the same mistakes that maybe you and I and people listening would like for them to be addressing. And they're, they're cleaning up. Here's the story. They, the agency announced a sweeping reorganization today aimed at changing the agency's culture and restoring public trust after failing to meet expectations in its COVID-19 response. Taking to heart those Davos agenda instructions to rebuild trust in the media, rebuild trust in the public institutions, because those are what they use to control and shape people's behavior. And they know, I'm going to reiterate this because I think that it's worth reiterating, they know that we don't trust them in growing numbers, and they have to do something because their plan, their Great Reset, depends on us trusting them. Absolutely. And they're putting out efforts like this. I mean, what are the chances people are going to start trusting the CDC again? Are going to start really trusting CNN? You think you can throw a couple of stories that you get right or, and say, oh, well, I forgot all the other BS they did. I'm so stupid. I believe you. I mean, this is kind of insulting the way that they're doing this. I think really the only people they're going to get are the people who never actually stop trusting them. I think that's really the only people they're going to maybe build some more trust in it. But continuing with this story, Rochelle... Walensky, she's a CDC director, she outlined a broad plan to overhaul the organization's structure and operations in light of what she said was its failure to respond efficiently to the COVID-19 pandemic, as well as other responding to other criticisms about how they've handled the monkeypox and other public health threats. Now, the changes, which the CDC officials are calling a reset, everything's an effing reset, man. We are all adopting the language of Klaus Schwab in the World Economic Forum. This reset will be aimed at improving the culture and restoring that public trust after these acknowledged missteps. Now, among some of these changes, I'm going to tell you what, the, what they say the missteps are here in a second. Among some of these changes they announced will be an emphasis on putting out preprint scientific reports that circumvent the lengthy peer review process, but get out actionable data to the public more quickly. Now, think about that for a second. They're yep. going to be expediting the vetting process of the data that they're getting. So they're going to do less vetting than they're already doing of the data that they're getting. As though we could do any less vetting of this data that we and, and this experiment with the COVID-19 pandemic. We did way too much analysis and data. We just need to throw actionable steps out at people with less thought about it. That, that's, that's one of the changes they're going to be focused on there. And you can see the direction this is going in here. Here are some of the complaints that they're responding to. Says here in the article, the agency has, this is from the AP, has long been criticized as too ponderous. It's too th there's, you're too thoughtful, CDC. You're too beautiful, CDC. Stop being so beautiful and ponderous. Focusing on collection and analysis of data, but not acting quickly enough against new health threats. Public unhappiness with the agency grew dramatically during the COVID-19 pandemic. Let me ask you this, Kim. Okay. Were you sitting at home during the pandemic going, I'm just 
pissed off that the CDC isn't telling me what to do sooner. Yes. Oh, yes. really? I should have yeah. done some surveys. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, uh, I have no idea. I, uh, no. I, if there was a zombie apocalypse, the CDC would still be telling people after they got bitten to be wearing masks. Like it's it's like going to uh, going to a beggar for financial advice. Like let's let's be real. Uh, yeah, I would like to put together just a list of the stupidest recommendations they made during the past three years. I know there's a bunch of masturbation recommendations they made. Like don't masturbate within six feet of someone in public. It wasn't that, but you know what I mean. It was really stupid. It wasn't wasn't there one that was like, hey, you know, it's too dangerous right now for you to be doing regular sex you need to do it from behind so you're not face to face yeah it was something like they had a bunch of stuff telling people what to do in the bedroom like yeah (laughs) a bunch of absurd stuff that would be a a funny list to put together here's some of the other complaints here it says that public unhappiness with the agency grew dramatically during the pandemic experts said that the cd unnamed experts by the way said that the cdc was slow to recognize how much virus was entering the u.s through europe so that is what so that's what everybody's upset about the cdc about they were too slow to tell us about what what was entering into us through europe and they were too slow to recommend they were too slow to recommend that people wear masks they were too slow to say the virus can spread through the air and they were too slow to ramp up systematic testing for new variants here's a quote we saw during the covid during COVID that the CDC structure, frankly, weren't designed to take in information, digest it, and disseminate it to the public at the speed necessary. This is according to Jason Schwartz, a health policy researcher at the Yale School of Public Health. Always great people that come from there, I'm sure. So I know that everybody was definitely upset that the CDC really drug their feet on telling us to wear a mask. Right. And telling us the spread, we need to get vaccinated, lock down, everything about it. So this is what we had the CDC acknowledging that they were wrong. This is in order to build trust. They want to build, reestablish their trust. So they're saying, you know what, we got it wrong, which is a statement I think everybody can agree with. But then it's like, we should have been faster to cover up your mouth, shut you up, jab you, and lock you down. That, that's that's our bad. We're sorry. Do you trust us now? What a joke. These people just must think that everybody is just brain dead. Some people are kind kind of are with the propaganda, but this is really pretty insulting, I think. Even if, you, even if you're pro-CDC right now, I, I think you're insulted by a statement like this. If you're not insulted by a statement like this and you've had some sort of lobotomy at some point over the past few years, and, and you really, you, you might be lost at this point. Maybe. I mean, I, I think I'm lost. Yeah, I, I, we're all a little lost right now in these <laughs> modern days. We're all trying to find ourselves. The CDC is trying to find itself. So the restruct, they're going to be restructuring the agency's communication office. And, okay, here's the... <laughs> Here's the list of what they're doing. Here's what they're doing. They, they weren't good enough at propaganda. You sucked at propaganda, CDC. Get better at propaganda. That's that's the takeaway that I'm, I'm getting from this here. Yeah. But wh- they, they had a... All right, here's some of the restructuring that they're going to be doing, their proposed actions to look forward to. Increasing the use of preprint scientific reports, like I said, to get out the actionable data instead of waiting around for you know, peer reviews. You don't, wait, don't wait to get peer reviewed because you might not get it, and then you might not be able to tell people what they need to do or what you want them to do. And he said restructuring the agency's communication office and their websites to make it easy to tell people what to do, to give them guidance, to... They're going to create a new executive council, so they're going to have a board to oversee things. They're going to appoint a 
Obama administration woman named Mary Wakefield. She was Obama's Health and Resources Service Administration uh, like head. So she's going to go to the seat. We got an Obama chick who's going to be the number two administrator at the uh, CDC now. And the agency is also going to alter the organization's chart to undo some changes made during Trump. So they're going to undo what Trump did. And then they're going to establish an intergovernmental affairs office to smooth partnerships with agencies as well as high level office in health equity on health equity. So pumping up their ESG score and connecting with some of Klaus Schwab's BlackRock funded ESG organizations is what I take away from that. So good job, CDC. We're so proud that you have finally seen the light and you will be delivering us more efficient, more crisp propaganda. I look forward to that in the future. My favorite story of the day. I kind of love this story. At first, I didn't care, but it's growing on me. Liz Cheney, growing on me. I'm telling you. The audacity, the balls on Liz Cheney. Yeah, Liz Cheney really grows on you like uh, like a tumor, or right. yeah, or like especially a like some sort of hairy mass. Um, it, she'll make you feel like you're Kermit the Frog, and she's your Miss Piggy. That yeah. is that is the draw of of Miss Liz Cheney. Right. Oh. <laughs> right. No, I mean she's like exactly like a tumor. Something that grows on you that you don't like, and you'd like to get off of you definitely. If she is on you. So she had a primary election last night. As we know, Liz Cheney is one of the stars of the January 6th hearing, the the big LARP furry. They might as well be wearing furry outfits in that hearing as far as I'm concerned because it's about as serious as that. And she's one of the stars. She's the Republican, the bipartisan side of these hearings because she is standing up against Trump despite all the pressures. You know, she's being very bold, and she lost last night in Wyoming. She lost her seat in the House, and she didn't just lose. She got utterly demolished. She got 29% of the vote in the Wyoming Republican primary while her Opponent, who is Herrit Hagman, who I'm assuming I don't assume I know that according to the media is a election denying Trump backed candidate who's probably a future insurrectionist. She beat her. She got 66 percent of the vote, beating Cheney by nearly 40 percent in an epic blowout, which, according to Liz Cheney in the media, shows just how viable of an opponent Liz Cheney will be in the 2024 presidential election against former President Trump. She lost by 40 points almost to a Trumpian candidate in Wyoming, and that proves that she can possibly beat Trump himself during the 2024 election. I mean, that makes perfect sense in this twisted backwards reality where we have pregnant men that we need to protect from climate whatever, prejudice or racism, whatever the science. I mean, this is, like, I was reading this and I was just baffled again, and then I was just, like, impressed. I was like, what? They do not care. They don't give a rat's A what they say, how backwards it is, how little sense it makes, how little logic it's based on, as long as they say it with a straight effing face and they get enough of their bot idiot MP3 saying it, then people be like, that makes a lot of sense. No, 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 I'm with Cheney. Did you see how badly she got beat by Trump, by Trump's girl? That, I mean, that's, that's, that, I can't imagine if she got zero votes. Like, if she had literally zero votes, they'd probably be throwing her a parade right now. That's true. Uh, but one thing I did want to uh, rewind and answer your question from before. So I like the rewind sound. Um, a good use of a rewind sound there. <laughs> so you asked about whether a, like, it, let's say a two, two men are gay, one of them becomes a woman, transitions to being a female. Well, not a female, a woman. 
because she can't transition to be a female, um, not physically possible. But uh, does that does one of the men become gay or straight? Um, yes, according to who you're speaking with. Right. So, like logically, I know the reality there, but yes, I'm wondering how they right. talk about this. So right. So. Yeah. Um, I, I, I have some limited personal experience, uh, especially with a friend of mine that I, I knew for a long time. Um, and it was really an interesting way that she went because she went from uh, being straight to being a lesbian to moving to uh, San Francisco to being a trans man. I thought you were going to say to being a MAGA Trump supporter or something like that. <laughs> That's in the future. Uh, no, but uh, – so I, I, I watched this go down. I watched her and I listened to her um, at that point in her life when she decided or when he decided to transition into being a trans man. Um, she was dating another girl and she was they, like they were planning on getting married. They had this whole situ situation worked out where uh, her, I guess, ex at this point said, well, I always wanted to I always wanted to be a lesbian and. I'm not a lesbian anymore when I'm with you. And so between that and yeah. some like, I don't know if you know this, but when you add testosterone to someone's body, um, aggression really comes out. And so uh, between that and kind of the, yeah, you have to, you have to beat somebody. At, right. Yeah. Between that and like the throes of having all this excess t testosterone in her body, uh, this girlfriend was like, I just can't be with you anymore and left so i do want to say yes your question is does it make them straight yeah according if you are in their their ranks and and believe that statement you know uh trans women are women or trans men are men if you believe that and you say you ha you do believe that they do become straight well my mind is even more scrambled than it was when i was thinking about that tyler <laughs> perry slogan what was okay what was it what was the tyler tyler perry, perry studios or even dreams believe. That's the dumbest thing I've ever believe heard in my life. I believe in what I don't know. So I, I was also wondering. I don't want to go into the philosophical discussion of this, but I was because <laughs> you can identify as anything. But yeah, can trans be cis? Can you be cis if no. you're trans? No, well, you say no, but like, is the idea not to be? You, so, I don't get how you can be a trans woman because it seems like the idea is is that you are the exact same. Like you're supposed to be presumed right. to be the same. So aren't you supposed to take the trans? title away if we're actually following the logic behind this and this is like the type of stuff i think they try and like get us to meddle with just to like make our brains explode but i'm wondering so if that's the idea then it would seem that the the ultimate goal or, or the pursuit is of, of someone who transitions the way they talk about it it seems like the ultimate pursuit would to be sit would, would be cis in that gender right. and if that's the case like if we're talking about a, a woman or do somebody starts as a woman who then becomes a trans male in the pursuit of becoming a cis male, then you're just another cis white male, and that's the problem. It just all becomes circular. I know it's a manipulation of language, but it can be so, mind-boggling and also kind of fun to think about sometimes. Well, the, the, the language is, like, I think it's intentionally vague at times. But uh, so, yeah, they do want you to not call them trans women or trans men. Those are just people who are trying to get, who use that, who try to get ahead of it so that you know what's going on. Those are actually usually the people who are kind of being, you know, honest. Like if you're going to date me, you, you, sh you should know I have a penis kind of thing. Um, 
which is honorable, I think, um, because who wants to be surprised by that? I mean, surprised by being surprised by joy is one thing. Being surprised by a penis is a completely yeah. different thing. So the fucking um, Medina song. If you haven't listened to it, it tells that story. Right. So sis, which is this this little nomenclature I despise because it's just uh, how did Norm Macdonald put it? Um, sis is just uh, an attempt to marginalize normal people because it's it, it just says it's adding an identity, adding something on top of something that's just – normal and has been and is the norm uh statistically and historically and so it's it's a it's kind of a dumb a dumb word but the way they describe it so it's this is also a yes or no at the end of the day um because cis means the gender you identify with matches the sex assigned to you at birth so what that means is of course you have to be born or assigned your gender at birth. But what if you have uber progressive parents and you come out a little as a little boy and they call you a girl from day one and assign you that way from day one? Are you cis then or not? Because if it's about assigning, if it's about how someone labels you, then that's a that's that's an extremely malleable concept concept as related to if you're biologically male or female, but they can't say biological. Yeah, it's all very confusing, confounding, and designed to make us you know, plunge our heads into a brick wall over the frustration and the manipulation. And then they just changed the dictionary definition of things. And by the way, if the answer to that question that you, you brought up there, again, the one we talked about earlier, is that a gay man in a relationship with another man who yeah. declares himself to now be a woman is now, in fact, in a hetero relationship with that other man, then we're looking at a situation here where Two biological males are having heterosexual sex with each other, according to this logic. Right. Well, and, and so even even the, the most the funniest photos I've ever seen are when you see a picture and they're like, man, man gives birth to child and it's a trans man and his wife is a trans woman. And I'm yeah. like, that's just yeah. straight with too many extra steps. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, I, I mean, I know somebody who. I mean, he was like a nice, he's a great guy, great guy who came out not long ago as trans, as a woman. He was married and his wife is beautiful, just had a baby. He announced that he was a woman and now they're best friends. And it's like, I can just imagine people who know him going, hey, dude, hook me up with your wife you know, or your whatever, your ex-wife or best friend. It's just, it's just one of those things. Like, I, I love the guy, I guess the girl now, he, he's a great guy and I, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, uh, to each their own, I guess. But oh, so not to, to to get off of this track because it, it is a really interesting conversation. But um, the Liz Cheney thing, yeah. um, her losing by that many points couldn't have happened to an, a better Just person. A, a complete blowout. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. Uh, these the, the Cheneys are the worst people in the United States, which is great. Which is why it's so ironic that now possibly the presidential candidate that Democrats might be most enthusiastic about yeah. is Liz Cheney. Right. Well, it, it's just neocons reverting to their original state, which is, you know, they, they were Trotskyists, Trotskyites. They were yeah. communists. And it's just mixing that with, you know, like social conservatism, allegedly. But I mean, just look at that. I mean, they, that's, it's brilliant. It, but she's just another flavor, another far more boring or not. Of Mitt Romney. 
Yeah, she is very boring. Absolutely very yeah. boring. It's actually the media around her that gives her any of this energy that it's getting. But I want to tell you a couple of things from the story and what she's doing in the aftermath of, of all this that is just so – just highlights – the the con of politics it's like a grand GoFundMe scheme that that home that lady who used that homeless person to to you know fraud people out of a bunch of money it's just like that except with politics unacceptable so he, here's how this was expressed her loss was expressed by Newsweek this is their headline their headline says this Liz Cheney primary loss could be her biggest 2024 boost yet experts according to the article, say that Cheney's rock-bottom moment may be exactly what she needs to mount a significant 2024 challenge to former President Donald Trump. With Republican strategist Alex Patton telling Newsweek that the loss elevates Cheney to a bona fide leader of the resistance while always raising her national profile. This is the most ridiculous. She lost to a Trump-endorsed candidate. She got blown up, and that means she's going to beat Trump himself? It's extraordinary how they can do this with such a straight face. Impressive. I'll say it again, but if I am a resist, if I'm the leader of some elitist and the resistance is coming at me and they come up over the hill in this fight and I see that their leader on the horse leading the charge is Liz Cheney, I'm feeling pretty good about my odds of taking down this resistance right there. If that's your the lead the lead and so and if you told me or if I told you in 2008 that in 2022 the leader of the progressive resistance would be the daughter of Dick Cheney, you probably would have told me that I was absolutely insane. See, that's where not, we are. Not me personally, because I would have been like, well, yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. It's a great parody. Is what um, it is, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's it, that is what I would expect from these people. But I mean, it's it. What's great about this situation is it just. Uh, she pulled out her dad to freaking help her and it did nothing but hurt her more. And this is is not a woman who understands how to message. This is not a woman who understands any of this or, or it is a woman. See, I always, whenever I, cause I asked my first thought too, we played that Cheney video, which was just terrible. There's no way that she or her team did not know that that was going to be universally hated by Republicans. It just re- really pretty much universally hated by everybody. However, I think that she'll probably – I think this is probably like a fundraising thing. It's they All these people know that the action is in the reaction. That's one of the biggest – Best lines to take away from me from Solinsky's yep. book. The, the action is in the reaction. They do a provocative action. It might even seem against their interests. It might even seem stupid. But they're calculating that reaction and what that impact has on the political landscape and on whatever their agenda is. And in a moment, you'll see here what that agenda is. And I think that... I think that, that probably even helped, helped this... Helped her get a little bit of fundraising money here. So here, here's what... Here is what the this is what they say she may she may run on obviously and I, and I think you know where this is going. The article says that the Wyoming Republican would be able to draw national attention to her role as the vice chair of the House Committee investigating the Capitol riot. I've been talking about this a while. They're doing this so they can fund they can con people out of money. This is one of the main reasons why they're why they're doing the January six hearings. And then it says which it, they, we're talking about the. Uh, House Committee investigation, they say, which this investigation now is being further legitimized by the Justice Department's probe. No, it's not. How in any way is the Justice Department's probe further legitimizing the January 6th hearings? I played a clip of Garland himself before the the 
quote-unquote raid on Trump's place, saying that nothing, none of the, quote, evidence that the January 6th hearing has presented is in any way useful to a real legal investigation. I mean, that is what he said. I played the clip. There's nothing that's been done to legitimize anything that's a little furry LARPing convention that the January 6th Adam Schiff people are doing here, and yet they're, they're just acting as though because there's an investigation that we haven't seen the affidavit, that we know no details of, that the very act of a warrant proves the January 6th hearing. It's such, I mean, I can see how you get lost does, under this. Do what? A warrant proves that, that's, it? Everything is based on the warrant and the speculation thereafter. They wouldn't have given a warrant if he didn't really have something. I know we haven't seen it, but man, when we do, uh, this is what they always do. What a weird blind faith in the justice system you'd have to have to say that or believe it. Kind of like that if you don't have anything to hide, you don't have anything to fear. Nonsense. Bull crap. I I love how progressives love the Justice Department now. Yeah, yeah, it's funny because we have on the right, we have the, the, the... pro-police, you know, you typically think wanting to defund the FBI, because at the federal level, obviously that's the angle there, they don't talk about in the news, but then on the left we have the the progressives, all about the FBI now, the, the defund police people, all that, it's just so, it's twisted and backwards, everything is a pretzel. Well, and I think that these things go back and forth. I, th- I think that what we're starting to see is this 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 cycle because I mean look at it. Lyndon Johnson used the heck out of the FBI to get what he wanted. I mean he, he was not a Republican, and then George Bush did used the I don't I think he probably used the CIA more than the FBI, but they have their their I think you know what I just had a thought. I think they both have a deep state connection that they use depending on who's in office. The oh, Democrats yeah. used the FBI. They were inst- instituted by Democrats. They were ran by Democrats. And the, the the Republicans have the CIA. For God's sake, uh, George Bush Sr. was a, uh, the head of the CIA. Yeah. So they both have their pet deep state project. I think the CIA runs all of them. I think the, the CIA is more powerful probably than the FBI. Uh, yeah, I, I agree that they, they, they use those – administrative people who are in government forever just, and have the secret powers. Yeah, definitely. But, but just look at, I mean, th- think of all the different times you've seen the FBI do something. It's always been at the behest of the the Democratic Party. I think that there is a, a pattern here. I, I This is coming to me now. Don't right. trust me. Prove yeah, me yeah totally. If Absolutely. you're listening, prove me wrong. But this is interesting. Uh, one of the things I was going to say is um, uh, <laughs> Cheney, you said that you, you think that she knew that it would be bad. I don't believe that on her part. I think there were probably some staffers who knew that that video with her and her dad would go poorly, but I think she truly believes in the name because I think she believes that she got the job that she had because of her name. And so I, I, I think that if you're looking at her, I think she's narcissistic enough. So she's blinded by her love and admiration of her father, either that or her own ambition. Uh, one of the two. Like she, maybe but, she missed the Christian Bale movie where they just portrayed him as like the world's most evil person on the planet. Right. Yeah. He and he is. Oh, he's he's a truly evil person, like one hundred percent. But uh, I missed a video and I shared it with you the other day, and I wanted to see if you wanted to play it on here. But uh, George Bush, George W. Bush's Freudian slip from May. I missed it in May, but I found this the other day. And I, I do you want to? Sh- it's about Ukraine. And he has a Freudian slip in it, and it's oh, he calls it he calls it Iraq. I think I played that on one of the shows. Yeah, right. I don't know if yeah, he does, but I I I hadn't seen it till the other day, and I was like, 
this is fantastic. Yeah, no, he he slipped up and then he laughed in the middle of it. I did. I think I played that on a show a while back. Yeah, he he's giving a speech and he's just doing. Uh, he calls Afghanistan. Yeah, we we can play it's it definitely so if you got it. If you got it there, it's so good. I, let, I, let me tell you the rest of what what Cheney's doing here, and and then uh, then we'll go into that. So. This is her worst take of the day right here, by the way. This is from uh, another Republican strategist, Jay Townsend. He says that Cheney's courage to break away from the pack has helped her stand out in the ocean of cowards populating the Republican caucus in Congress. He said that regardless of Tuesday's defeat, history will someday regard her as one of the greatest heroes of our time. And that she'll be remembered for her conviction in refusing to back down to Trump and his congressional loyalists. What a stupid take. Yeah, it's very brave to stand up and say the same thing. Everybody in the media says it, but just have an R by your name. What an idiotic thing to say. And then they go on to try and portray this is a, This is a false reality that we've been talking about a little bit here that they want to convey, I believe. The article says that, and they're talking about on why the loss is such a good thing for her against Trump. It says uh, uh, ju- just a position of Cheney against uh, the Trump camp further purges the GOP into a motley crew of fringe candidates and beliefs. That's what this did. It, it, her, it further purged the GOP into a motley crew of fringe candidates and beliefs, and then it becomes more difficult for Republicans to win close races. So a pro-Trump Republican Party could prop Cheney up in 2024. Absolutely not. Anybody who believes that, anybody who is putting their money on Cheney winning the Republican primary in 2024, I have a bridge or an ocean, whatever. Whatever the saying is, just give me your money because you're stupid if you actually believe that that is going. There's no, there's no actual reality of all of the infinite realities that exist. If all of our thoughts create a new multiversal reality, in none of them does Liz Cheney end up being the Republican primary in 2024. But they want to convey the reality that these Trumpian candidates are not winning because they're popular. They're winning because Democrats are funding them and they're actually fringe and crazy because they don't want people to realize that actually a lot of people have similar thoughts. They don't want people to start speaking up. You know what I think is more likely than her winning a Republican primary? Because she she won't. I think what's more likely is what you'll see is next time around, if they talk Joe Biden in, or he dies or they talk him into not running again, you have Kamala Harris who's been in the office who's going to try to run for president again. Well, I think she – yeah, yeah, definitely. And she's going to she's gonna try to bring both, everyone back together by t- having her running mate be Miss Piggy. Big list. Now that'd be an interesting choice because you have a bipartisan ticket there, a true yeah. Republican you know, with a history, a father, a legacy of Republicanism. And then she did the thing that I was referencing earlier, which they all do, is she took this destruction, this total annihilation. I mean, I, I can't emphasize this enough how badly she got beat. It's like if I'm talking about a college basketball game, you know, and I and I, it's like me saying. Georgia Tech lost to Kentucky last night by 57 points in a performance that shows exactly why Tech is a legitimate national championship contender. That, that, that's the way they're pre- they got beat by 57 points, and that proves that they might go to the Final Four this year. It shows how good they are. That's how they're talking about Liz Cheney here. And, and Liz took this, this and she spun it into the thing. Trump does it. They all do it. They're all conning us. They're all taking people's money. She launched a super PAC after losing, after getting just utterly destroyed. She repurposed her website, her campaign website, into a website for the new political action committee that she calls the Great Task Leadership Pack. Great task leadership, Liz. And the website includes a prompt to donate to the pack and a form where you can include your email information along with a quote spoken by Abraham Lincoln during the Gettysburg address. It says, it is rather for us 
to be here dedicated to the great task remaining before us, that we are highly resolved that these dead shall not have died in vain, that this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom, and that government of the people, by the people, for the people, shall not perish from earth. Everybody pretends like they're Lincoln, just like everyone pretends like they're Carrie from Sex in the City. They're not. They're not Lincoln. But look at that connection, though. I, yeah. Because if you look at Abraham Lincoln in his in his um, term, who did he keep around him? Who was his his uh, vice Rockef- president? Rockefellers. His vi- no, well, his, well, yeah, probably his vice president was Andrew Johnson, who was a Democrat and he was a Republican, and he allegedly kept people who were at odds with him politically near him to keep him honest. That, that's like the 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 common myth that this is why he did it. He he kept people who would disagree with him there so they could really come to good conclusions her saying that i'm just i'm not saying she's going to try to do something with kamala but i'm just telling hey that's a good i mean i could see that i like that prediction right i would love if that happened if those two holding hands together run together and like i said she's going to be overshadowing her sister who she was really not that her sister is a lesbian there's a controversy years ago when cheney's daughter came this is not the lesbian daughter this is the other other daughter and she was against her sister's beliefs, and now she's kind of stealing her sister's light in the progressive realm, I guess. And it's just, it's just fantastic. It's very impressive that she is using this total annihilation and her participation, her role in like the greatest show trial in American history that is actually literally called season series, a dramatic television primetime show. She is using that to get people to give her money. It's amazing. Well, and that that claim that they made, she'll be remembered in history. She'll be doing you – know, it's such nonsense yeah, sure because don't you remember – like I had to think about this. Don't you remember like – what was it? A year, year and a half, two years ago during the um, impeachment of Trump, Mitt Romney uh, voted for impeachment? Yes. And and where is Mitt Romney now? Where Mitt is Romney, their hero yeah. He's a he's a moderate commentator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't prop him up. You bring him out every now and then. They all all they are conning us. You know, they they they, oh. they act like they're fighting, and maybe some of them are at certain levels. But in reality, they're all doing their grand GoFundMe scheme to line their own pockets, to increase their own power, just pretending to fight so that they can make sure that we're fighting because they need us to fight in order to line their pockets and to give them power. Because without us fighting, they don't get money, and they do not have power. Without the problems they claim to want to fix. If they do not exist, so if they actually solved the problems they claim to want to solve, they would make themselves obsolete. Therefore, they will never solve those problems. Yep. Uh, did you see Donald Trump Jr.'s uh, tweet after he found out that, not McCain, Cheney got kicked out? It's, it's being No. Oh, no. Yeah. You're talking about his true social his response. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, actually, yeah, I was going to, I have that right here. You want to tell us what it is? Uh, well, well, I've got. Uh, it's, oh, we're talking well, about Donald Trump Jr., right? Yeah, D- okay, Donald Trump yeah. Jr.'s tweet as soon as that news came out. I'll, I'll yeah, show it to it. you. The, uh, don't copyright strike us for this crap. It's literally news. Yeah, come on.
I love how he says bye bye like he's a toddler. He always yeah, it's great. I need a montage of Trump dancing like that to the song "Back That Ass Up" <laughs> quickly. I need to see that. Bye bye. <laughs> Well, Trump released a statement also on his True Social about it. He said, this, what did he say? He said on True Social, when he's talking about Cheney's loss, he's, um, all right, here we go. Shortly after the primary was called, Trump wrote on social media, Liz Cheney should be ashamed of herself, the way she acted, and her spiteful, sanctimonious words and actions towards others. Now we can finally, now she can finally disappear into the depths of political oblivion, where I'm sure she'll be much happier than she is right now. Thank you, Wyoming. And he went on. <laughs> that is one thing good about modern meme society. At least we get to have a few laughs over all this every now and then. Okay, so her little GoFundMe grand scheme, she's going to make her a lot of money, and I, would, I hope she runs for president. Do it. Go for it. Run as a Democrat. Please right. run as a Democrat. I would vote for you as a Democrat just to help Dick Cheney's daughter become president as a Democrat. I mean, that would be true irony and full circle right there. So go yeah. for it. I support it fully. All right. In the DMP, DMB XR today, we are going to talk about, I'm going to tell you about Merrick Garland and how the raid was apparently just the first inning of what's going on. Inning number one, there's more to come. And we will also talk about Operation Flashpoint, which we mentioned briefly a couple shows ago. We're going to go into a little bit more detail because relative to what's going on right now with the Trump Mar-a-Lago raid. And Cam, you, are you doing a live show later tonight? I know you're going to be a guest on somebody's shows this live. Yeah, tonight you can you can get see the the link on my Twitter at Cam Carlos, uh, but I'm going to be on PJ Williams show. Uh, let me let me look up the name so that I don't say it wrong. Yeah, uh, PJ Williams show uh, wartime propaganda. So I'm going from the propaganda report to wartime propaganda. Yeah, that's a great subject. Great All subject. I know is I'm going to start making my own propaganda just so that I can thrive off of it and not have to work for a dumb company anymore. Now you see that. You see all these people just successfully conning people off of propaganda and it just yeah. makes you, it drives me mad at times because I, I want to shake people this. and tell them. Like seriously, <laughs> if, if you're like a progressive who thinks that you're not being propagandized, just know that you're supporting Liz Cheney, Dick Cheney's daughter right now. So I think that's all the evidence you need to know that you're being manipulated and conned. Yep. And and as my, I, I, I asked my, uh, my three- Wait, no, he's five today. Wow. You asked five him what he thought son. on uh, the Inflation Reduction Act? Well, I asked him what he thought would be a good message to our listeners. And uh, so I have a little clip for you. If that's, yeah, let's hear it. Uh, I'd love to hear it. Don't be dumb. Don't be dumb. Don't be dumb. It's good. It's good. Very smart. Very smart advice so. for all of us. And he said uh, otherwise. Don't be stupid. Don't, yeah, don't be, be stupid. stupid. Either. Perfect. Yeah. You can't. Don't be dumb, but also don't be stupid. Yeah. You don't want to be stupid and you need to, you, you should think this way because you don't know anything. Right. You don't know anything. I actually, I like that <laughs> philosophy because the second we think we know like everything is when we're like the biggest target for propaganda. In my Absolutely. Opinion. And I want to say thank you to MJA312 there in the chat. Says, not a Trump fan, but love the dance. Uh, thank you for the tip there. Appreciate that. All right, so we're going to go over to the DMB XR. Now, if you want to get access to that DMB XR, where we will continue this conversation and do this exclusive content, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and subscribe there to get access to that content. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for the wonderful interactive chat. We will talk to you next time. Have a fantastic rest of your day. Thank you, Cam.